Welcome to the Ad Heart Podcast, the podcast that inspires heart-first living. This is where you'll get practical tools to reduce stress, inspire creative action, and energize your personal growth momentum, along with ways to apply these tools. And now, here's your host, Deborah Rosman. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Ad Heart Podcast, inspiring forward movement and heart-powered intention. I'm Deborah Rosman, your host, and very delighted to be with you today, whatever day it is you are listening to this. And in November, our Ad Heart podcast theme is Ad Heart to Gratitude. I just want to talk and share a little bit why gratitude and appreciation are such important qualities of the heart and attitudes. Scientists are confirming that gratitude has a lot of health benefits that range from feeling uplifted, they improve mental health, to physical benefits like boosting our immune system, balancing our hormonal system. But sometimes it can be hard to perceive anything to be grateful for, even though if we all dig in, we can always find something. So we're going to talk today about the power of gratitude and appreciation with my guest, Erwin Valencia, who's a world-renowned physical therapist and life coach for the New York Knicks team. And Erwin understands and shares and teaches the benefits of gratitude in the neuroscience of human performance. Welcome, Erwin. Thank you, Debbie, for having me and to the whole entire world of HeartMath. Thank you uh, for having me here and allowing me to share my gratitude uh, and my love for gratitude. <laughs> <laughs> we love that. Well, you know, gratitude sincerely felt from the heart is adding heart to gratitude because, you know, we teach kids say thank you, say please, and it can get really rote. But if we just shift one little deeper and just feel genuine appreciation or gratitude, it's magical. And many people these days are keeping gratitude journals, like they'll write in at the end of the day a few things they're thankful for because it uplifts them and it's nourishing. It's like a vitamin. And even among all the stresses and jangled energies today and what's going on in our personal lives or the world, gratitude moments can give us a little oasis. Some people ask each family member to share something appreciated about their day and find something, and that just can transform our perception. And so adding that genuine heart energy to gratitude is really simple, but it takes doing it and it warms the heart. And it's a wonderful thing to do for a lot of reasons. So I want you to talk about why you love gratitude, Erwin. <laughs> Thanks, Debbie. Yeah, I think the, and I feel, and I think, and I feel gratitude has become such an important part of my own life as I think at such a young age, very lucky to have amazing parents that showed me how lucky I was and that we, that I and my siblings needed to be thankful for the graces that we've been given uh, because growing up in the Philippines, there are times that you realize that you have, and you also realize that there's so many that do not have. Mm. And by being face-to-face -face with that, you immediately have empathy for those that are going through challenges, but also taking a step back and being reminded of how lucky 
we are and that we need to be thankful for it. And so since a young age, gratitude has really been part of my life. And as I got older, I started to integrate it really with uh, everything I did. And it wasn't really until I was in a relationship in 2015, um, you know, that ended like in about 2015, 2016, that, uh, you know, an ex-girlfriend at that time, she was the one that that not just said, hey, what are you grateful for, but why, and held me accountable. And, and whether we were together mm-hmm. or not together, it was something that we reminded each other every single day that with the time that we were together. And um, and I said, well, I'm all, why you even ask me that? I'm already, I grew up grateful. I, I grew up, I know I'm lucky and I don't take anything for granted. And so why you even ask me that? I already live it. And she goes, because you have to be accountable for it. And you have to make sure that, you're reminded of it from a true heart perspective mm. in a sense, and not just something that you say just to say. And uh, when we broke up, that was uh, one of the biggest lessons I, I, I learned from her that I continued that like after we broke up, probably within a month, there was this emptiness I felt inside my heart in a sense, mm. not just from the breakup, but also from, from, the thought and the feeling that there is this something I'm missing of that accountability of not just me saying that I'm grateful, but rather now, okay, why, why mm. am I grateful? And that because of that, uh, I think a month or so later, I decided to do what is now known as the, the daily gratitude post I do every single day. So I've been doing that daily gratitude post for six years now. Mm. Uh, and every single day, it is a reflection of myself as I wake up in the morning, as I go through my gratitude journal, as I go through my gratitude meditation, and as I go through the mere thought of waking up and giving gratitude for breathing and saying, okay, let me allow the universe to come within me and say, okay, what is the thing that I'm truly grateful for today and why? And then that's what I've been posting uh, really for six years, almost every single day. And it's been such a blessing. It's really filled my life. And then, and then it became an interest as a scientist now add say okay let's see how this then impacts performance how this then impacts wellness and that journey has been something i've been going through really in the past maybe two or three years uh especially going through the positive psychology program at the university of penn uh, Mm at pennsylvania um and and then in turn really finding a way to go through my phd which i'm currently on using gratitude and the impact of gratitude on athlete wellness, recovery, and performance. That's exciting. Well, we'll talk more about that in a minute. <laughs> but you reminded me talking about growing up uh, with your parents focused on gratitude for what you had. My dad was a real natural appreciative teddy bear. He, you made me think of that. He just was always appreciating, and it was just natural to him, a natural humility that evoked that. And I noticed he would do something that I wanted to talk about today, but I didn't realize till just now that his appreciation would translate into care. He mm. would immediately appreciate my, my mother's great aunt, and then he would care for her like, does she need to go somewhere? you know, driving her to the store or something. It's just an example. But one of the things I wanted to share was the how we can repurpose gratitude because it uplifts us to feel it. It's a warm-hearted feeling. It's genuine when our heart's there. But then with all that benefit to our perception and our mood, 
how do we redirect consciously, intentionally that energy into deeper care? We can do that. That can help sustain the benefits of it. And that's what my dad was doing, not even knowing what he was doing, but you made (laughs) me remember that. And I think it's a real exciting thing to know that when we are grateful, we can repurpose the uplifting energy to deepen our care for others, to direct it towards our highest, best intentions, to redirect it towards people, issues, situations we care about. And it's adding coherent heart energy to those Mm. situations that's powered by deep appreciation that we felt about something else. And what that can do, as we know from heart mass science, is give us a more objective perspective about that issue or situation. So rather than just leave gratitude for a reward unto itself, the energy of gratitude is really a higher vibrational state that we can use and apply to other things in our lives. And it can really help lift us above the worries or the overcares we may have about ourselves or someone else because it's lifting us to another vibration. And I think that's just real important for us during this month of gratitude, especially to be able to say, hey, it's not just to feel appreciative for what we have, but that's a power. That's a powerful Mm -hmm. energy we can utilize. Now, I imagine that's what you're teaching the athletes without necessarily calling it that. Yeah, you know, what's funny is, is that I think in today's world, especially with social media nowadays, too many of these kids are just throwing the word gratitude out there as a niche thing or, or something that's a click to be like, oh, I'm grateful. What are you grateful for? Yeah. And everyone is saying it. But uh, I think once that question is asked, people don't ask them back, then, but why are you grateful? And that in turn takes a little bit more discomfort to go through that. And the discomfort means growth. And the interesting thing about that is the fact that what science says that when you are in the state of gratitude, there's no other emotion that can actually negate it. There's no negative polarity. Mm. Once you're in the state of gratitude, that's it. You're, you're in that state. You can be happy and sad simultaneously. You can be joyful, but also angry at the same time. But when you're in this state of gratitude, there's really no other negative polarity. The only thing that's similar to being in this solid state of gratitude and this, of this emotion is the state of mindfulness and to be in the state present, truly present. And then thinking what is one of the keys to bring to you to that present. One way is obviously doing a breath work, doing a certain breath work to bring it to present, but also being in the state of gratitude. And so being in that state allows you to then to say, okay, this is what I feel. This is what I have. And this is what I am currently. And hence the reason why interventions as it relates to gratitude in the world of positive psychology has always been the most powerful and the most impactful one opposed to any other um, intervention that's out there. So it's really fascinating to see how that can plays out, particularly in the world of sport, where now athletes have can either choose to be this warrior fight, chill mentality, or come from a place of kind of peace and that state of mindfulness. And then now add that element of possible gratitude, does that actually make a difference with them, how athletes work? Because then as they're sitting, they're, they're, they're like, say, in the most challenging of times, just knowing that there's a possibility because you're grateful for that moment to then push you forward would be phenomenal. And obviously these are things that we're looking at uh, from a study and from a research perspective, because then, then to have that element 
it's not really about pushing and fighting all the time mm. finding you're not then that was the initial thing and the second thing is to be like oh, i need to be okay now i'm be grounded but then to push that further and, and have that feeling within you and then see if that actually makes a difference and that's for me is the most fascinating thing to look at that's wonderful you know gratitude appreciation can change the world really because it changes our inner world and and what we found in heart math research is activating a positive emotion genuinely felt is what brings us into coherence in addition to the breath mm. if you synchronize the breath with the feeling you can stay there without it, then forget the breath and that's of course what the technology measures the inner balance the m wave and helps you sustain that and having that flow of feeling grateful or appreciative is the easiest thing for people at any age to get coherent there's a lot of feelings love care mm -hmm. kindness compassion genuinely felt that will get us into that heart rhythm coherence but appreciation is or gratitude is almost the quickest and it's interesting we use those terms i do often interchangeably but each one has a different frequency or feeling towards mm. me. You know, gratitude I find is almost like an opening of a receiving of the energy and appreciation is like this outgoing expansion. Now, everybody might have their different relationship to those two frequencies because they're close, but they're not exactly the same. And yet they're both ascribing value to something that you deeply feel. Mm. That's yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> There's definitely a frequency. And, and as, as you know, we all, we all have energies within us that, that move around. We are all, all made of energy and, yes. and all made of vibrations. And hence the reason why when people say, Hey, you have good vibes, you literally have good vibrations and you attract the tribe because of these good vibes. And when you have negative vibes, that's essentially what right. you attract as well, because that vibration within us. Um, so bringing it back to gratitude, being in this state of gratitude and, and frequently finding yourself in that frequency allows for people to know that when you come in to a situation, when you're, let's say, meeting people for the first time, you're like, like I go into uh, a, a party or even, you know, in, in any place where you go to or, or a gathering, and I know I'm in this state of gratitude, then people look at me already. It's like this, there's a lightness. People yeah. call it like a lightness that's within right. you. And not even a lightness like a monk, but it's more like, that's more like solid, solid, but this lightness of, of utmost joy that's happening without being overjoyed, but just this presence of peace, because you know, like, you know what? I'm settled, I'm, 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 I'm just grateful. So I'm, I'm in this grateful state. And, you know, yes, things can get more exciting, but at this moment in time, I'm good. Right. So it's kind of an interesting thing to, to think about. It just brings light in. Even as you're talking, I can feel that. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about reading your bio about biohacking and intentionally repurposing the energy of gratitude as a type of biohacking. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, we're really talking about this. So, how specifically do you teach that in your work with athletes or performance artists? You know, the, the secret is really before anything else is trust. And so when you work with these athletes, being able to them have them know who you are 
from the state of presence as you come in allows them to then trust you. And then, and then as you then develop these relationships, then you add, say, then they ask you, so what is it that makes you just love life in a sense? And then for me, I said, it all begins with gratitude. And they're like, okay, tell me more. And so I say, okay, think about things in life that, that give you a smile on your face. And mm -hmm. even the things that may be challenging when it first occurred and then say, okay, from that moment in time, what can you take out of it? That's that you can tell yourself, you know what, this, this allows me to really be thankful because a, let's say I made it out of there. You know, that's something you can hear a lot of B it's like, it's like, it allows me then to start my day in a, in a fresh way. So when you come to biohacking wise, it's it, we, what I do to, for myself is what we do. I do, I stack hacks. So for example, the first thing I tell, you know, that I've, I've told people is that when you, because we begin our days with the breath, why don't you then first be grateful for that breath? Mm -hmm. That when you first wake up in the morning, take a nice deep breath, I would say, okay, do this, put your heart, put your hand in your heart and your, and your other hand, right on top of that right hand, take a nice deep breath. Even when your eyes are closed, before you start wiggling your toes, take a nice deep breath, belly breath in, and then just say, okay, just, I'm, just, just think about this fact that you're breathing and you begin with that and you say, okay, I'm so thankful that I'm breathing and I'm alive today. And then, okay, now that that's sorted, now you can move around and just, it begins your day at an amazing sense already. And then, mm. then you, turn to this, I turn to my side, I get my journal, and then I write down the three things that I'm grateful for, not just from, let's say yesterday, or this moment or the sleep I had, but talking about it in the present moment. Because as you and I both know, once you talk about things in this present moment, the ability for it to manifest through magic is even higher. Right. So speaking of it in this present moment allows you to do that when you when you, as they say, um, you know, as you write it plain, it become it comes to fruition, so to speak. And so then by doing that allows you then to already have this movement. So I tell them, okay, do the journal. And then even if you, let's say if you're with your partner or, you know, um, your wife or even your kids, just looking at them and saying, look, I'm grateful for you. Just to let you know, mm -hmm. or be challenge them. Say, hey, when you first wake up in the morning, what, what are you grateful for? But then mm -hmm. why? And then, oh, it really starts that thought process. And from uh, uh, an impactful and long lasting intervention, um, you know, the world of positive psychology research has shown that by doing a gratitude letter, for example, and this has been used in, in some sports teams already, um, where they asked their athletes to write a gratitude letter, handwritten letter to somebody in their team that maybe they felt didn't really, they didn't really jive with, or maybe mm -hmm. they had a falling out, or maybe they fought from, you know, a game the other day because they just didn't get along about a play or whatever you call it and say, Hey, why don't you, why don't we just write a gratitude letter to each other? The people who you believe that, that you want to write it to handwrite that, put in a piece of paper and then let them read it in front of you, give it to them and let them read it in front of you. And that brings so much discomfort but as we know, with discomfort bring, come, brings growth. 
And so it brings this psychological sense because they have to write this and you're like, man, this is kind of weird me writing this. And then second, you're like, now you want me to give it to somebody and let them read it in front of me. It brings this sociological like, like challenge of discomfort. But then now you stack both of those, you hack stack, so to speak. And then now it allows them, the person to grow even more. And what research has found is by giving a gratitude letter, it, it is the single most um, effective tool for change as, as it relates to positive psychology. And the change will last for anywhere from four to six weeks. Mm. So imagine if we all got together and wrote somebody that we feel uh, we missed out on or that we appreciate, that we haven't ever told them at least one gratitude letter a, week, a, a month and we do it for every month of the year, then we would all be living well and to the fullest and our best lives on a regular basis without having doing much but writing letters. And I think that's why uh, that's why it, it's a bit challenging in today's world where people are getting so used to devices that they're forgetting to actually uh, write people, right. you know, and which is such a gift. Absolutely. I mean, it's when I was four years old in nursery school, they talked about the magic words, please and thank you. And it does create a magic because you're putting a different frequency out. So you get a different frequency back than when you're putting out all this anger and divisiveness that we see going on. And that's what comes back. It's just math, you know, we call that Mm -hmm. or physics. But You mentioned few things people can do. And I know in our company, HeartMath, in some of our meetings, we will begin our weekly meetings with sometimes just not only a heart moment of silence to appreciate each other, but sometimes we'll just say, okay, this week, whoever's on the Zoom meeting, we each go around and say what we appreciate. One thing we appreciate about that person. And it's always a shock when you're the one receiving it. Because mm-hmm. that's not how we normally relate to each other in business, but we end up seeing through other people's eyes what they appreciated about us. And it, it's very uplifting. So adding heart means doing any one of these things, but stepping into it, doing it intentionally, not just living rotely. And that's deeper care. That's adding intention. That's helping us align with whoever we are, our best self, our purpose. And we can pre-add gratitude to people and situations we're going to be involved with that day or that month. Send them gratitude. You're going to have a Thanksgiving party. Put some gratitude into the field before the party. Pre-add it. So there's a lot of things we can do. And in our heart-focused meditation, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. So you have an opportunity to commit to one of these things, the accountability that you're talking about. I like that a lot because even doing one little thing can make such a difference in your life. And one of the questions that I wanted to ask you, Erwin, before we go into meditation, is how is gratitude related to finding your purpose in life? How do you see that? Mm, How does gratitude relate to finding your purpose in life? That is an amazing question. Knowing uh, your purpose, right? Yeah, it, it, that's an amazing question because that that reminds me of um, once again going back to being in the Philippines, and I, I did not just grow up in the Philippines, but I was very lucky to have an opportunity to live uh, in many places. Uh, spent time in Japan, in Indonesia, in Switzerland, 
uh, and San Jose, California, and then the Philippines. And all of that made me grow up and appreciate things in a little bit different manner. Let me see the world in a very different manner. And so what that gave me is it gave me an insight of what was out there at such an early age. I started traveling alone when I was eight years old. So mm-hmm. to be on a plane with a flight attendant, holding my hand, putting me in the seat, and then everyone around me looking at me going like, little boy, are you by yourself? And I'm like, yeah, I'm here. And you know, the flight attendant back in the day would give you all these little, you know, little jumbo jet, little toys, cray- crayons. And, 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 uh, and when, the, when the people around me would say, hey, what, what, uh, do you need anything and stuff? I was like, I'll take your dinner roll. <laughs> <laughs> you know, back then they had these little plastic, the dinner, that was back in the day. And, um, and I, think, I think being able to have the chance to see the world allowed me to say, okay, what can I do? Or I slowly learned that first and foremost, I, I come from a family and, and, and a lineage of service and not just from my family, but also as a culture, being Filipino means being a servant to others. This is who, inherently who we are. But then it took me the, the chance to see the world to say, okay, but how will I bring service to the rest of the world? And, and I wanted, I was an athlete. I played every sport. Uh, I was a co-captain of a basketball team while I was a black belt in Taekwondo and singing in the choir and the public relations officer of my, cl- my high school class all at the same time. And I was, a, I was a dance choreographer, like simultaneously, but you know, I was very lucky to have guidance from my parents that started sitting me down at the age of maybe 14, 15 and saying, okay, what's your five-year plan? What's your 10-year plan? <laughs> and imagine being 14-year-old, you're like asking, my dad asking me that. I was like, you're asking me this already? But it keeps your head straight and say, okay, what is the direction you're going? And then what is it you're good at? And by having the opportunity to try so many things and do so many things and be multi functional, so to speak, uh, uh, being a polymath at such a young age, it gave me a chance to like hone in to see, okay, my purpose has to do with bringing impact to the world and the way I know how, and that is through sports medicine and science, but also through life and life examples and how to bring joy to people's lives without having to be either too sciencey or too fluty creative and being that middle ground so that I can bring um, this impact to the world, particularly in those places that don't have um, a lot of opportunities and um, are somewhat behind when it comes to learning about what they can do for themselves in order for them to grow and be the best versions of themselves constantly. Well, I think all that stems from your core value of gratitude and what the magnetics draw to you to unfold that sense of direction and purpose and service. So let's, let's do our heart meditation together mm. on gratitude that we can practice during the next month to energize our intention to add heart to appreciation during the holidays for less stress, deeper care, more clarity of mind, and more ease and flow. So let's focus on the heart. And just shift our attention to the center of our chest. And breathe in the feeling of gratitude or appreciation that you have for someone or something in your life to warm your heart. 
could be a person, a pet, a time in nature. What warms your heart? Now radiate, send that feeling of gratitude or appreciation into areas of your life that you care about. Relationship, your work, a hobby, wherever you want to feel more Appreciation and care, put that into that area of your life. It could be gratitude for health. Whatever is important to you. Now ask yourself, where might you pre-add gratitude to people or situations that are upcoming that you'll be involved in later today, tomorrow, next week, over the next month? See what comes to your heart's intuition to pre-add that gratitude and create that energetic environment. Now let's visualize co-creating among all of us doing this heart meditation, a reservoir of heart energy, of gratitude, a reservoir of gratitude, which is a frequency and energy that we can build and that we can each access this reservoir, dip into it as needed over the next month to add more heart and uplift to our practice of gratitude and deeper care.
Where can our gratitude or appreciation be of the most service? Over the next month. And let's close by energizing that heartfelt intention. and hold in our heart with compassion, all who are experiencing hardships through these times. Thank you so much for sharing that heart meditation with me. Erwin, any last words? Um, well, um, the only thing I can really say right now is just find a way to always be grateful every day as both a practice, as a biohack, but also something that allows you to feel good. I think we need to remember that it doesn't take much. Even just simply taking a nice deep breath and reminding yourself that you are breathing and being grateful for that allows for your day to completely change. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't have to be this massive thing that you have to do. Simple, simple is good enough. And when simple. you do that, you don't just change yourself, you change the world. I love that. Thank you so much, Erwin, for sharing this with us. And thank you all for participating in this At Heart to Gratitude podcast. Have a wonderful month and our next month's podcast will launch on Tuesday, December 21st, the winter solstice at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Happy, happy, wonderful month of gratitude. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Ad Heart Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can catch the latest episodes. If you're wanting even more heart-inspired content, find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Clubhouse, and LinkedIn. Look for HeartMath and also the HeartMath Institute. Both organizations are committed to helping activate the heart of humanity.